Hey everybody, welcome to this week's episode of Twist, Turns, and One-Liners. This week, uh, we watched The Fablemans, uh, Steven Spielberg's most recent movie from about a year ago. And uh, I guess just, it's basically his, the story of his, like, upbringing, essentially. Mm -hmm. Basically, when he got into movies, making movies, and then through high school into post-high school. Yeah, it was really good. I feel like starting it off, if people don't listen to this whole episode, all you should know is you should watch this movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't have picked this to watch on my own time, so I enjoyed, or like, you did a good job picking this one. Um, yeah, it's one that I, like, it's one that I really wanted to watch right, like, early on when it came out, like, for... There was something else that came out in theaters around the time this did, so we didn't go to it. But um, basically, once it, I think it it went to Showtime pretty quickly, and I just had been wanting to watch it. And then we started doing this. I'm like, oh, I'll just save it for save it for the podcast. Mm-hmm. Podcast, I'll get to it eventually. But yeah, but yeah, I'm I. It's. I'm unfortunate that I waited so long, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I really, really, really liked it. It was really well done. I liked the, um, I'm becoming more of a fan of movies that are set. Uh, like period pieces? Yes. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Um, so I, I feel like I really start, the more period pieces I watch, the more I appreciate like the set designs mm-hmm. and like just little aspects of the film. Um, what's a, is it? Is it Dano, Paul Dano, or Dano? Mm-hmm. Dano, I think. Dano. That's what we'll say. <laughs> yeah. Very different role than... Um, the last few that we've seen him in? Yeah, last but couple. what was the... There Will Be Blood. Mm-hmm. Um, so different. Uh, Michelle Williams, I was like, God, she looks so familiar. And I was like, the period piece... Um, oh, she, she looks like that woman from The Greatest Showman... But, oh, maybe that's just because they're both kind of period pieces and they're older. Nope. Nope, it's really her in both <laughs> movies. Um, she does a really good job of playing that maternal, troubled wife character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I would agree. If she had a bigger part in this movie, I would say, than the other movie. But yeah. um, she did a really good job in both. I like seeing her in period pieces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think uh, this is one that's it's kind of funny. Um, you know, we always find ways, whether intentional or not, and it's I'd say 99% of the time it's un- unintentional, but to make connections to, like, the other movies that we're watching, right? Mm-hmm. Obviously, Paul Dano, he's been in two of the movies that we've done, what at least two one? Prisoners. Oh, that's right. Um, oh, my gosh. But on the wheel, you, you have, I mean, this is a lot smaller, it's a lot smaller part. It's not like they're front and center or anything. Mm-hmm. But one of the sisters, um, Reggie, the one that, that sits with him and watches the thing at the end, yep. like towards the end, yep. um, she's in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and that's on the wheel. Okay. So There's little connections. All the, yeah, all these possible... What's that called again? You know what I'm thinking about. Like, what do you mean? When, like, seven degrees or whatever. Six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay. It's pretty much a given that it's going to happen. Yeah. But. Yeah, I mean, um, the 
Seth Rogen was the only one that I was like, what are you doing here? <laughs> Just because it doesn't seem like a movie that he would be in. Yeah. Um, I he mean, did a good job. Right, right. I think, um, I think he's... Obviously, he has all of his comedy stuff, right? That everybody, right. everybody, like everybody knows about, right? But he's also obviously involved in some other less particularly outwardly comedic stuff, right? I mean, yeah. stuff that's funny, but stuff that's funny secondarily. Right. So, like, it looks like he, some of the stuff he's a producer on and stuff. I'm just looking at his IMTP page right now, but. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So this is a long movie. Yep. So do you recall? Oh, I I remember how it started. I was about to say that was a really uh, I really okay. I don't know how many other Steven Spielberg movies I've seen, other than like Jaws. So maybe this is just a Steven Spielberg thing. Because, like, I knew that going in, so maybe I was especially paying attention. But I felt like I was really noticing the thoughtfulness of the camera shots. So in the beginning, when the movie starts and, um, you know, you just see Sammy kind of facing his parents, but you don't see them for a little while. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, talking about how he's scared of the movie or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of, like, pans out and shifts a little bit to the left. And then you see his dad, I believe, first. Mm-hmm. And then it, like, shifts the other way and you see his mom. I just thought that was, like, a really interesting way to, like, open the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, I didn't know Steven Spielberg was Jewish. Yeah. Um, so I, I... And, like... That's really sad if he, I mean, I'm sure he did because of the time and um, mm-hmm. it's based on his life, but the sadness of like the anti-Semitism, like mm-hmm. abuse he was facing. Right. Um, yeah. At first I was like, why do they keep calling him like, what was it? Like bagel something? Mm-hmm. I was like, I don't get it. And then I Googled it and figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, yeah, not a. I mean, it's one of those things where it's it was uh, not, unfortunately, not surprising that that like that's like typical, right? Yeah, unfortunately, it, it clearly though they must have in the beginning of the movie and in Phoenix they must have maybe lived in a more like com- a, a community that had more Jewish people in it. Because he didn't, he didn't experience it until he moved to California. Right. So, he yeah, they must have been living in you know maybe like predominantly Jewish communities, and then they moved to California, where wherever they were in California, it was like Christianity was a bigger thing, I guess. Um, yeah. Religion like really started to be like a big thing later in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, I well, I think because where they were at originally, it it just wasn't a thing, and then yeah. as they you know, yeah. as they moved, it became a thing that where the I mean, it was clear by his reactions to everything. Like, what are you like? What are you talking about? Like, you're like every time when they kept trying to get him, to, they were you know fucking with him, trying to get him to apologize for nothing. Basically, mm-hmm. he's like, why? What are you even talking about, man? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, so what I remember from the beginning of the movie is 
yeah, he sees the movie. You see the him like fall in love with the screening, gets a train for Hanukkah, mm-hmm. um, and then he crashes it because he wants to like relive the crash scene of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the I think the mom I think the mo- <laughs> yeah right I think the mom like they encourage they encourage like filming it later. Yeah. To give him so like he's not scared by it. Right. Because he's in like in control of what's happening. Yeah. I think that was the point, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like the beginning of the movie, I mean, it it wasn't boring by any means, but it's definitely just setting the tone for like mm-hmm. there there's not much to talk about with the beginning of the movie because right. it's just all setting the scene and everything. Yeah. Like just to give it a quick broad broad scope. Mm-hmm. Like for me, the first half of the movie was my favorite bit. Mm-hmm. The first half, like obviously the half is a long part, right? Because mm-hmm. like we were saying, it's a long movie. And then just to, you know, fast forward to the end of where I, that half is for me when he stops like making stuff mm-hmm. because he's like ticked off about, mm-hmm. you know, what he finds out and everything. Mm-hmm. Like that part after that wasn't as, like it's, that part wasn't as like, I don't want to use the word entertaining, but wasn't as like, didn't suck me in as much as the other stuff did. The second half. Right. Well, yeah. not even the second half. Just, I would say the first oh, half oh. of the second half. Cause it brings, it Got brings, it. it brings it right back. <laughs> sure. Like sure. it's one of those things where he's like refusing to make stuff. And then once he finally yeah, starts making stuff right. again, he's like, uh, like, like, then he's hooked. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's the main thing that, we should talk about because it's the turning point in the movie is did you see that affair coming? Yeah. Because I normally don't see stuff like that coming. Mm -hmm. And the only reason I thought it was a little weird is when they go to camping Mm -hmm. and she's dancing in her nightgown. And I feel like that's maybe that was more of a giveaway to the audience. Mm -hmm. And so I just picked up on it. But when I was so confused why the little girl or, you know, his sister, yeah. Sammy's sister was like, mom, we can see through your dress. Like, stop filming. Mm-hmm. And Sammy was like still filming and the dad's like watching. And then what was the best friend's name? Uh, so it's Benny? Benny. Benny. Yep. Um, Benny was also watching. I was mm-hmm. like, that is kind of weird. Like, why is he watching? But then I thought it was one of those moments where like, you're just witnessing someone like really in a groove. Yeah. And like just vibing. Yes. At peace with right. nature and enjoying their life and stuff. So I just thought it was one of those moments where, you know, in movies they have that where like people are just watching someone exist. Mm-hmm. I thought it was just that. But then I was like, you know what? I should have listened to my gut because yeah. Then later when he's watching the footage, I was like, Oh no. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's kind of like his sister says later in the movie. That like, I think there was uh, there were th- there was obviously three different perspectives happening in that scene, right? Uh, like Sammy, he's just doing it because like for the film, like he's not really like paying attention to exactly what's going on. He's looking at it as a thing to be filmed, mm-hmm. not like you know, not like his mom doing whatever, yeah, do whatever. And then like she, the sister says something about like along the lines of how their dad is her big like her biggest like fan, basically. Like he's always like, 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 I think they were talking about specifically for like 
or there was a moment where she referenced specifically like the piano playing. Yeah. Like how like the dad was like legitimately like there to like basically in awe like all the mm-hmm. time listening to him whereas mm-hmm. Benny was, you know, he not maybe didn't care so much about mm-hmm. it. And I think that kind of thing is what was happening there was the dad was more enthralled with like the kind of like what we were saying like mm-hmm. her being in the moment i don't think he was looking at it in in the light of you know right whereas like benny i think was more of like the 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 not not creepy by any means but like is isn't what i'm talking about but more like like there's a more looking at it in a more romantic context yeah. than the dad was right i think but i mean or maybe they both were looking at it in the same way yeah. and that's like the i mean either one would make sense to me but anyway yeah. but yeah it was it was pretty like early on like right away when they some one of them called him uncle benny and then she like came back right away like he's not your uncle or something like don't call him yeah that. that's right I, di- I didn't get i didn't think i didn't that didn't register anything to me uh mitzi that was the mom's name right mm-hmm. i believe she really had a like such an in, like so many ups and downs in this movie well like, you right. you start off kind of thinking you know i i feel like the dad was i mean they were both the focus but i felt like there was more of an emphasis on the relationship with like sammy's dad and him yep. but then it's you know started to be you know, I mean, Mitzi clearly liked to be filmed, like the subject of his film. Mm-hmm. And you could kind of see that even with that camping trip, like the kids started to shift to be more interested or like we're participating in the filming and following the mom around when the dad's like trying to teach them about right. like starting the fire and stuff. And then, you know, her mom dies and that's a huge like turning point for her. And then obviously the affair, like these are huge things for her character and then Mm -hmm. the part later where she gives sammy a good old smack yeah um like all huge right moments uh and the dad's kind of just there (laughs) right yeah it's it's one of those it's like they make it pretty clear that like i guess that's kind of what at the, like when you're watching stuff on like happen, like it's clear where he gets what from who. Yeah, yeah, right? that's a great way of putting it. Like his, it's clear he's very analytical about things that, when he's filming and organizing that stuff. That's where him and his dad are kind of have the right the same mentality. His dad's this like, you know, crack shot engineer. Yeah, but then like when it comes to the. I don't know, when it comes to the the side of, like, doing doing what you, like, love to do, like, following what you love to do, mm-hmm. I guess I would say that probably more comes from the mom, but... Yeah. Um, right, because of her uh, right. being a penis. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a pianist? Cut that out. <laughs> you have to cut that out. We'll see. <laughs> oh my god, that was so embarrassing. A pianist. Mm-hmm. Jesus. I was going to say playing the piano and yeah. then I got... It's alright, we'll oh move past Oh my it. god. That was... 
<laughs> I'm going to listen to that back and hate. Please cut that out. But, all right. <laughs> but, uh, but with, again, just to like stay on the mom for a little bit, like we, like when we basically right away, like it's already happening when we come into the movie, like shortly into the movie, it's already happening. Like once they what make is? the affair, like stuff. Oh, yeah. Because like they... You know, the first move that they make is when he gets when he gets that job, when the dad gets the job and she's like in Phoenix. You're yeah, first talking about. And she's like, like, you didn't like you're not going to like tell them you're only going to come if he can come. Right. Like, what are you doing? You're like bailing on him. When yeah. in reality, she doesn't care about I, I him bailing yeah. on him. He she cares because she wants him to come with. Yeah. So. Maybe this is not uh, necessary to talk about on the podcast, but it's just a, a question. I always am confused in, in movies, but also in life. Uh, when people have affairs with, you know, someone close mm-hmm. to them, like a best friend or like a coworker or something, mm-hmm. um, like, why didn't she just leave? Well... I think it's a handful, or at least a couple of things, right? In this particular instance, I think there's some psychological stuff going on. With her. Yes. Yeah. I mean, obviously. Cause it, and it's clear I, that she's, like, I think they made it, they, I think they alluded to the idea that she may be a bit of an alcoholic and, yeah. like, all that kind of stuff. I think, I think the main thing, though, <laughs> it, I think, I don't know about the main thing, but one important thing is, like... There's this idea that you can't, shouldn't uproot, like, uproot your family Mm -hmm. for, you know, something like that. Yeah. And... I want to be clear, too, because, like, if if you were getting, like, you know, experiencing, like, abuse and you're having an affair, like, I can comprehend why you wouldn't leave, right? mm -hmm. Like, I get it. You're afraid of, you know, abuse. But this scenario, like, he didn't really seem like a threat at all, um, the dad in it. Like, I, I mean, he would have been upset, but he was, even when I don't think he it did was, find out, he was pretty calm. Yeah, I don't he think it was. He was just more heartbroken. I don't, yeah, I don't think it was ever, I don't think it was ever a fear thing. I think it was, I think it was more, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to. I'm not fully on board with what I'm about to say, but maybe more of a shame thing. Like, yeah, maybe it's like it's easier for them to just keep going on this because she's she said pretty clearly to Sammy later on that it wasn't it wasn't more than like they didn't like, you know, get it on or anything (laughs) like it's like when they when they're traveling and he gets out of the car and she comes over to talk to him. Yeah. And then she's like. At that point, she says something about like they didn't do any of that stuff. Yep. So yeah, it was just like a flirtatious kind of like thing that was going on. Mm. I think it was. I think that kind of turns it into a little bit more of like escapism. I think. Yeah. You know, he's at work all the time doing all this air quotes important work. Mm-hmm. That's like you know allowing them to do what mm-hmm. they do or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. Yeah, she was still in a void. Right. I. I don't really, again, it's one of those things where it's hard to, you can only assume, you can only, you know, you, not assume, you can only assume, you can only guess kind of what exactly 
was leading to certain decisions. And right. I, th- I would, I, I just based on what we saw, I think shame is a big part is a big part of it later on. Yeah. And at the start, it's like I feel like it was kind of like, you know, not innocent, innocent thing, but a that's kind of the vibe that they were probably feeding to each other. That it's like we're just kind of. Yeah, maybe this was on on purpose. Um, but I didn't feel bad for her. Like as a watcher, I wasn't like, oh, yeah. like, poor you. I was kind mm-hmm. of mad because the dad seemed like he was just working hard trying to do his thing. Um, so maybe that was intentional. If they were trying to make you feel more for her troubles, I would have appreciated it maybe a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I mean, they kind of, you know, like. They were definitely alluding to the fact that there were other issues, but I felt that right. there could have been more clarification. Um, I believe there was a part where, so he shows that, he, he makes that one, okay, he makes many movies, mm-hmm. but there's one movie he makes where afterwards he had found out about the affair and he, Mitzi comes up to him and she's like, I'm so proud of you, like. Telling him what a good job it was, and he kind of like walks right past her. Benny says, "Like good job." He walks right past him mm-hmm. to his dad, and then they ride home together. Right, and that's before the mom finds out that he knows. Right, like there's yeah. a few scenes where he's kind of giving her a cold shoulder, yep. and he. Do you think it would have been? Like, do you think she should have realized with that cold shoulder that and that that he knew? Or do you think that would have been too on the nose? Does that make sense? I think it's one of those things where there's no way that's what he's upset about because how could he know? Mm. You know? So I don't even think that was even... I think it's like, what the fuck's wrong with my fucking kid right now? Because okay. <laughs> as a viewer, I was like, how does she not know? But I, I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That was a question I had. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, um, watching all the like mini montages of him making movies. You want to be a filmmaker? It's pretty, pretty dope. Yeah, it was, it was very cool. Like that's kind of shit me and my friends used to do to an Aww. extent. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. When uh, I had like projects in middle school, mm-hmm. you know, where you'd have to make like a little video or a movie. And I loved, there was, we had to do a band project once where we recorded some movie or something. And we got like little, like white little camcorders. And then we got to, you know, upload them to the max in our mm-hmm. school and then edit on iMovie. Mm-hmm. And do you know the... <laughs> the thing on iMovie that's like the curtain and then there was the thing you could put at the end of it that was like the Star Wars credits where it like flowed backwards those are like ingrained into my brain (laughs) but I looking back the quality was probably so horrible on those little camcorders but that was so fun Mm -hmm. just doing little films Mm -hmm. but obviously I didn't put as much effort into it as Sammy did right right (laughs) Yeah, it's, that's the, so, uh, yeah, basically, without the, without the family pressure, or like, like nudging, 
like in my mind mentally, I kind of went through the exact opposite of this movie. Like going into college, mm-hmm. like where I was telling myself, like, it doesn't make sense to do this, to do this, like, just go get like an engineering thing going. Uh. Yeah. So it's like, oh, <laughs> I could have been Steven Spielberg. No. <laughs> no. That's sad. I, I, I just because you bring that up, mm-hmm. I, like, if you have more to say, you can talk about that. Mm-hmm. Were, was I the only one who was confused when... All of a sudden, it like jumped to a year later, and he was like, "I'm having a panic attack." I was like, "What is going on?" And then they talked about him going to college. I know he was a senior at prom and stuff, mm-hmm. but I felt like that jump. I was so confused. Was that just me? Were well, you kind of at first well, like, "What's going on?" Once they jump, they make the jump, and he gets home, and obviously they're in a smaller, like it a year later, they're in this much much smaller yeah house, and they've moved and. It's like they give you every little bit of information that you need throughout the scene, right? They talk about how he doesn't want to move back to the dorms because he hates his roommate. You talk, they get the the photos from the mom, and you see in the photos that the sisters are with the, like back with the mom, like with the mom, and then that you see you know Benny in the photo and stuff too. But yeah, and I think maybe immediately when he comes home and just starts freaking out about something, and you don't know what. Maybe that's kind of like, that was kind of the, for me, the like, huh? But eventually it like right. resolves. But so he was having a panic attack about what exactly? Not one knowing if he wanted to go to school? See, I guess that part I'm not 100% sure about. I think it was just, I think that was just another way to kind of, I mean... He wants to drop out of college, but is unable to find work in filmmaking, is what Wikipedia yeah, yeah, says. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he had been sending out letters everywhere and whatnot. Right. But, but then he gets that thing with CBS. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which was what? Like an internship? Or um, was that a job? I think it was going to be some sort of job, but like it would have been, you know, low, low, lowest of the low rung type right, thing. Right, right. Yeah. yeah that, that made me really sad for the dad. Yeah. Baldano. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Can I just say, Paul Dano, I'm so sorry. He just has such a punchable face. <laughs> like, he just has that face that, like, if I was angry. But he was such a sweetie in this movie that I don't want to say that. But mm-hmm. it just is a thought that I had. <laughs> Um, anyway, I find it interesting that Steven Spielberg waited all this time. Yeah. To tell this story. I think I had seen, I think just perusing through like the Wikipedia and stuff earlier. Mm -hmm. I think the idea for this movie. Yeah. This, the idea from this, for this movie, um, he had as early as 99 with yeah, his crazy. sister writing a screenplay. Well, I think, and this is something I read earlier today. It was something along the lines of like, he, he had asked himself, what's one story that he hasn't told yet that he wants to make sure he does mm-hmm. or something like that. And, and this it was, is in this, yeah, it's this. this. Is it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this, has he done a lot of like besides jaws? 
What are the other big movies that I should know from him? Oh, uh, Jurassic Park. Oh my God, okay. Saving Private Ryan. Okay. Um, oh, that e- you would know. E.T. E. War of the Worlds. Uh, yeah, that... It, Indiana it's, Jones. Mm-hmm. Hook. So, I, I feel... Yeah, I feel like for a while... I was like, how important really is a director, right? Mm-hmm. All they have to do is say action and cut <laughs> and point a camera in a direction. But it's really about having this whole vision for how things are going to look. And right. that's why everyone on a film set is so important because, you know, like. Right. The commu- like communication is huge, right? Right. Like all the artists that are working, right. like. Makeup, hair, like clothing, if you, if you set. Looked, if you looked, if you made a tree of everybody that works in a movie, it all funnels back to the director. Right, right. he's facilitating all of that. Right. Um. So there's no way of denying. I mean, even if he's got overlap, maybe on these movies with people he works with, like right. he's the common denominator making these films a success. Right. So it's it's just really impressive to see. Who's the other big... Oh, I'm thinking of Martin Scorsese. I was like, who's that mm-hmm. other like big director? Yeah. But I mean, Steven Spielberg is ar- arguably like the, the biggest goat. director ever. Yeah. I mean, one of... Yeah. Um, I wonder if he's... Uh, this was his most recent movie. I mm-hmm. wonder if he's going to... If Is he still... Is he making stuff currently? Yeah. I think he's got some stuff. Okay. Some stuff in the pipeline. Because man doesn't retire, he's 70. In pre-production for some projects. Looks like he is directing an an episode of a miniseries as well. Interesting. Interesting choice. Oh, Clint Eastwood. We've watched watched a few of his films, but he's also probably in that same caliber level. Yeah, so I just, I searched... uh, I searched uh, top directors of all time. Yeah. Martin Scorsese. Uh, I haven't seen many of his movies, mainly because they're all really old. Not because they don't have a reputation, because they surely do, but Alfred Hitchcock. Mm-hmm. Stanley Kubrick. Uh, a couple of his movies I've seen that are pretty dope. Um, but uh, Quentin Tarantino, Francis Ford Coppola... Christopher Nolan. Okay, yeah. There's a bunch of these I don't, bunch of them I do, but we don't need to go through this whole spread because it's a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I I love a good... Consistency, the consistency is pretty crazy. Yeah, well, and I love a good movie telling the story of an icon. I'm a sucker especially for all those when, movies. Especially, like... When they're involved. When they're involved, but in, to the extent where... Like watching this, you know, you can, you can count on it being pretty close. Right. Without too much exaggeration one way or another. Yeah. There's some stuff where people start getting involved in their Mm -hmm. own stories that it starts to get a little sticky. Like, is that really how it went down? Right. Like. Yeah. Yeah. I, the only other movie I can think of where it was about the person and they were involved in it is Rocket Man. Like Elton John was involved mm-hmm. in helping direct that one, 
But most other pieces are people, the people are dead. Yeah. I so, mean, which I think, okay, so that's another, that's another point to make. This is about him and he's making it. Right. He's not, he's not. He's not just giving insight. Yes, yes. Yeah. He's the one making it. Yeah. Like. Which sets it apart. Like one that, like it's a, it's a good movie, but it still rubs me a little weird is Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Because Queen did have, like the other members of Queen did have a big. Right. Part in the production of that. Right. And for sure. And it's factual information that stuff in that movie is presented in out of, presented out of chronological order to make the story beats more interesting in the movie mm-hmm. which is fine it's totally fine mm-hmm. but it's just different it's it's not the same as it's not yeah. the same as this right yeah like Brittany and i went to the gran turismo a couple of weeks ago that's the same thing like it's a true story but some of the order of events is a little different what to is kind that of, it's about this guy this kid becomes he becomes a professional race car driver through winning a uh sim racing event Oh. Like Gran Turismo is a sim racing game for PlayStation. Okay. And you, I have, like, I have sim racing stuff here that you, I think you've used it before. You know, <laughs> you have the, the wheel that yeah, like, feedback, yeah, yeah, yeah. like gives you feedback like you're on the road. Yeah. So like he was really good at that. And that game, like the people who made the game and Nissan put on like a competition where yeah. the best people in the world would go to racing school. Oh, okay. And then they would try to figure out if they could get one of them to become a successful race car driver in real sure. life. And it's about this kid who goes on to have like a pretty successful okay. racing career from being just a kid who was playing some racing games, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> but that one, like I said, that one I think presents some stuff out of order just to better, you know, set up the some of the other events in the movie. Right. I mean... There's plenty of there's plenty of biopics out there that are you know are you know just biographical, not necessarily biopics about a single person, but maybe events historical. I guess would maybe be a better way to say it that are really good that just you can't necessarily count on to be like like obviously some of this stuff it didn't happen exactly the way that it, we're seeing it right, but, but it's no- all it's all you believe it all. Yeah, nothing seems so dramatic that you're like there's no way that could have happened right it's all plausible right and the zany the more zany stuff that does happen like is zany to the point where you have no choice but to believe that that that's a true story because but you wouldn't be able to make that up right like the mom bringing home a monkey yeah (laughs) like that was the most random thing when they again with that shot they chose to you know have him walk in and then get something thrown at him and you're like what is and she's setting up the cage so here i'm thinking a bird but then i'm like what would throw something and then i thought of friends and how ross had a monkey Mm -hmm. whatever marcel thank you i was like oh my god it's totally a monkey and like that was so weird why but i'm gonna guess that it was to demonstrate like her instability well, so, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like, uh, she said something about remembering going to the, cir- or the zoo and seeing That's... monkeys and monkeys making her laugh and she wanted to laugh. Yeah, yeah. That was, and that was when they moved to California, right? Yeah. That was like her emotional support when Benny was gone. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. What did you think of that scene where he brings home uh, his girlfriend and the girlfriend's saying like, my dad has a camera, you should shoot ditch day. And then there's, 
they go off on like this the tangent about the monkey getting the vaccine and how he's scared it's they're basically they're basically hounding on about him as a means to not the monkey but uh sammy sam whatever name he goes by he goes by, he goes sam. by sam but in the everyone, beginning, it's everyone sammy. calls him sammy and when they they're calling him sammy later he's like it's sam yeah which is weird yeah. but anyway but um uh they're basically you know they keep talking like embarrassing him to him like it's embarrassing for him that they keep saying all these things about him but i think really what it is 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 them arguing mm-hmm. through him mm-hmm. and then obviously it slips out a little bit that he like like the dad but he kind of stops himself like i'm not gonna let this bug the shit out of me because it's bugging the shit out of me when because they were talking about when they brought up the vaccine getting the monkey the vaccine yeah and stuff and she's like i said i'd do it and then he's like then fucking do it right and he's like and then that's when he he's about to break and then he stops himself yeah and then like later on when they're arguing with sammy and his mom and dad they're arguing about something the, and it becomes an argument between uh his dad and him mm-hmm. and then she steps back and she's like i'm going to therapy oh, to that's make it right and like and that's kind of like to like it's I, I know she's trying to break up the fight, but at the same time, I think Sammy sees it as a Jesus. You always find a way to make it about you, like moment, mm. because he makes that comment. They, oh, they, somebody makes that comment earlier in the movie mm-hmm. where like it always has to be like she has to be the center of of whatever's going on. Yeah, yeah. Even watching, I mean, I don't like those people in real life, but even watching it in movies is infuriating. Right. I. I. I mean. I totally see why you got to that conclusion. I weirdly, while you were talking, was thinking that you were going to go in the direction of saying that they're always, someone's always playing the part of the mediator Mm -hmm. and trying to like change the subject to keep the calm. Um, Because I think Sam tried to do that in that scene because he was like embarrassed. Right. Um, so yeah, he's trying to like get them to stop arguing. Mm-hmm. And I thought that maybe you were going to say that the mom when she says like I'm going to therapy is her way to get them to stop arguing, but I see your point. Um Yeah, uh I did feel like the scene where yeah, Sammy's getting quizzed on what he needs to know for like his swimming test mm-hmm. or something. Uh and then, you know, she's always makes a joke. Yeah. And he gets me. He's like, why do you always have to make everything a joke? Mm-hmm. Which is clearly, I mean. Well, I, I mean, I think she part does kind of it, do that. But also it, I, that was just any that was just his choice of stab at that time because he mm-hmm. was just angry. Weirdly, and this is maybe a weird thing to say, but that was the one scene in the whole movie that felt very modern day to me. Mm-hmm. Like it, it didn't really seem like it was set back in time. That one seemed very today <laughs> i think i think yeah i mean that was his that was his like kind of boiling point yeah uh, because not just with what he know knew about his mom and everything but up until that point like everything that he does has been doing nobody treats it as like a serious thing yeah they're like, like it's every, a hobby right right so then they're like where it's like a haha, and he's like, I actually like need to know this so I can get this the shit I want to get. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, and that 
that's the part where, you know, he gets up and he's like, I can't eat before I meet because then I'll get a cramp. Mm -hmm. But I was like, that was all good. And then I was confused with the slap. Like she hit him on the back. Well, was that because he turned? Yeah, yeah. So she was trying to hit him in the face? Yeah, I think she was going to smack across the face. Okay. And then he turned. The acting in that scene afterwards, like her face, she... It was it was giving like theater acting, you know, like it was like so dramatic, like, mm-hmm. <gasps> and I was like, okay, like that, yeah, overacting. That's a great point. Um, is it that same thread of scenes then, where after he, after she slaps him, he she comes into his room and she's like, "What's wrong?" and he shows her the video, or is that later? I uh... why can't I remember? I know she comes into the room and he they have a little conversation. Yeah, but I can't remember if it's another and time. It might be. Okay. It might be. Yeah, that was crazy. So you you think that affair really happened with his parents? Yeah. Yep. Okay. Yep. That that is confirmed to be well, true. I mean, without looking it up, I'm pretty. The one thing I saw was like the only something I saw is that the the main things they changed were just some like. It's brief little teeny tiny timeline things not moving stuff around but like how long stuff took yeah that like the one thing i said was or the one thing i read was something along the lines of like the like when he made the world war ii movie like it took him it took him like 30 or 40 days not just the weekend oh sure well yeah just to save time mm-hmm. yeah well, and, uh, right right by the way, his dad lived to be 103. That's crazy. Nice. <laughs> um, what did you think of the scene where he is making that little army movie and he has that conversation with the actor trying mm-hmm. to get him, or, well, it's his friend, I think. Right. You know, and his Boy Scouts or whatever. And then he, the guy's like, so you want me to act? And he's like, yeah. but he has him get really emotional and he's like going into all this like do you think that was just what did you make of that scene so for sure it was that him talking talking him up and trying to get him on that same level and like convince like but i think i would you would have to get like i would imagine that he's channeling some of the like emotion that was going on Mm because he was talking about like people failing yep. each other and yep. yada 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 um so yeah think- i think it's just i think it's one of those i think it's the idea is it's one of those early moments where like his like aside from his ability to put together stuff his ability to like also direct people and- yeah so do you think that was kind of because that's the only time we really see him in the movie talking talking to an actor right um Outside of like, hey, do this now, yeah, do this now, as yeah, he's like, winding the camera or whatever. That was maybe kind of an insight to how he is as a director in real life, coaching his actors on how to, like, what emotional state to be in, mm-hmm. you think? Yeah, I think it was just, I think it would be like a, just like one of the, like I said, one of those early moments where, like, he was able to, you know communicate adequately what he wanted from the person doing the stuff and i think it was one of i think in the same moment the kid doing the acting wasn't even didn't even think he'd be able to because that's what he's like he's like so you want me to do this 
yeah yeah and then he starts talking him through it and he's like it like clearly his the kid's emotions kind of take over because he kind of gets into a, i don't know if you'd want to call it like a trance but obviously he's it does something to him emotionally where he just keeps trailing off at the end. Yeah, yeah, that probably, was interesting. I'm, I'm going to guess it's because he's legitimately crying and he doesn't yeah. want to come back. Yeah, I thought so too. Um, what did you think of the bullies? Um, I think everything that happened in within that within that whole school segment made a like ton of sense. Like in like everything, you know, the the you know, the twerpy kid that was just being a dick you know he's the big mouth little twerp mm-hmm. who has big friends mm-hmm. and then the big friend like the you know the friend that gets hit he like he immediately crossed me as the guy who knows what's right and knows to be knows how to be like the good person but feels like he has to put for this image that he you know that he's the jock right so like even when he when they have the mishap in volleyball yeah. he's ready to forget it but right. the other kid comes in and gets them all fired up to keep him going right and then when they you know when they when everything gets fired up <laughs> why <laughs> even why even bother to give i think it was logan was the nicer one that you're talking about mm-hmm. the one that got caught cheating mm-hmm. on his girlfriend why even bother giving him somewhat of a redemption arc i don't think that's what it was i think it was he i think it's exactly what he said it was like it was it was what he thought would be best for like the presentation of the oh i'm not even talking about like oh you mean for the the movie movie. itself yeah yeah well i don't think that's what i don't think that's what it was either i don't i think it was i think it was more just to to point out the fact that like the the those two kids being dickheads it's clear that they had their own insecurities like that was the point it's i wouldn't say it was necessarily a redemption thing it was more of a it was more of a like this is this is what you wanted people to think you are yeah or thought you wanted people to think you Mm -hmm. are and then now that they do like you're he's pissed because he's like now i can't live up to how am i supposed to live up to that (laughs) kind of expectation and then the other kid was like you know playing fronting that he's like this hot shot guy right right and then you see him get rejected and all this other stupid shit yeah so i think i don't necessarily for uh, logan i don't think it was necessarily a redemption arc if anything it was a like um uh falling back down to earth moment it probably doesn't really matter but i i wonder if that's something that you know really happened in real life or that Steven Spielberg put that into the movie because just because he thought it would be good for the movie. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Those are like little moments that I'm like, Hmm, did that really happen? Cause I would, ima- that I would imagine a lot in movies. There's like that little explanation for why a piece of shit character is a piece of shit character. And you don't always get that in life. So I always wonder when it's biographical, like, Oh, did that really happen? Mm hmm. I would I would imagine that there's some I would imagine that there's some truth to that experience like whether it went down exactly that way or not. Yeah. Okay. But fair, fair, fair. Even if it didn't, let's just pretend it it did. <laughs> okay. Cuz I don't think we'll necessarily ever know, but 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's this is one of those movies where I, I just sorry. Just people's it's it's tough because it's it's one of those things where you just see you really you see how determined somebody had to have been to get to where they are or even where they were at that point, and then you realize just how shitty of a person you really are. Not like, not in terms of emotionally shitty to people, but just like how lazy, like you look in and you realize like, wow, like if you really want something, you really got to grind. Yeah, everybody's too, everybody's too lazy to do it. Myself included. Too lazy. And I, sometimes I, I know I'm not, so don't like come for me when I say this, but it always feels like it's too late. Like he sparked this interest when he was right. a child and spent his whole life dedicated to it. Mm-hmm. So it feels like it's too late, but it's not because I saw, I've seen like an article or like a quote on social media that basically I'm going to, I'm going to find it, but it's basically like, you know, Oh, here I got it. Okay. At age 23, Tina Fey was working at a YMCA. At 23, Oprah was fired from her first reporting job. Age 24, Stephen King was working as a janitor and living in a trailer. Um, Age 28, J.K. Rowling was a single parent living on welfare who was clinically depressed and at times had contemplated suicide. You know, like it's all these people who are really successful who didn't achieve major success until they were older. Mm -hmm. Um. And then it says, you aren't a failure because you haven't found fame and fortune by the age of 21. Mm-hmm. But I would it say, feels but, that way. But the, the, that's, it's, it's for sure, it's, it's, it's one of those not too late things. But it's much harder to, I think it's much harder to grind being in, it's much, it's not, okay, it's hard to grind no matter what. Being somebody, I'll just say for myself, being somebody like myself, who you ha- you have to you have to be willing to throw a little bit of caution to the wind, right? Mm-hmm. Like you ha- and there's so many other things. There's so many things you have to you have to just forget about if you want if you want to like we'll use we'll use movie stuff and me as an example. Like if I. Like, for me to ever get into anything with that, like, I work 40 hours a week, right? Right. And I have, you. we're in my little office room right now. You look around in here and you see all the different hobbies that I have. Should we say them for the audience listeners? No, we don't need to do that. <laughs> Golf clubs, guitars, computers, a bunch of shit. <laughs> I do a lot of stuff. I have a wide He's array a of hobbies. Man. That, like, doesn't need to go away completely. Right. But, but less time on those uh, yeah, and, and dedicate it to one thing. Right, and it and it's it's the grind is always there yeah. and you have to be willing to do it. It's also I do feel like you have to pick a a goal that is attainable for you. Right. Like, for example, um if you want to be an athlete, you have to have a certain Phys- like you have to be born with a certain physique to obtain that goal in the sense that like there was a girl who I played basketball with in high school 
who was super dedicated and would, you know, shoot hoops and practice every day. But just didn't quite have the coordination to get anywhere. Well, she had the talent. She was just too short. Like physically probably was going to be too short to play professionally or playing. She did play in college, but not, um, Mm -hmm. not at a big, like a super big school, I don't think. Um, but like, you know, you have to pick. Pick your battles. Right. So, um. It's the, not, the point well, yeah, it's that not, I'm it's getting not, at it's not is, to say it's not to say that anything is possible because being it's, yeah it's not like anything is possible <laughs> not to crush that right slogan but it not not everything is possible for everyone right so you do have to be smart with the thing that you're picking to dedicate your time podcasting is something that anyone Can could you? learn and be good at and be successful at. Because it doesn't have certain requirements to right. There's an like audience. There's an audience. Control. There's an audience for nearly anything. Yeah, and it's a very, very low, low, low cost of entry financially. Yeah. low cost of entry. Um, yeah, effort wise, like yeah. to get all this up and going. Like I, like I did way more than you need to do sure. to get started. Right. It's um. It's sad, though, to think that there's so many people. It kind of reminds me of La La Land where, you know, she was trying so hard to be an actress. Mm-hmm. And there's so many people who try really hard and hustle and have to, you know, put a lot of money into stuff and don't see success right. or the reward back on what they've put in. And then there's other people who are able to say, like, see, like told you you shouldn't have done that right um so there's always the risk of having to endure that and i don't think i personally have the confidence enough to take that risk and risk people telling me like and you couldn't do it (laughs) (laughs) so if you have the confidence to try as hard as you can and you don't care that people will say that if you if it doesn't work out, then fuck it, do it. But some people just don't have yeah. that. I think for me, for me, it's like, a, for me, it's being able to be taken seriously in wanting to do something. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think I just to go stick in making movies. Cause it's, Fablements, but like if I wanted to, if I right now wanted to try to make a short film or something just out of the apartment, mm-hmm. like I think Odie is the star. Yeah, <laughs> uh, Br- Brittany and I have briefly. That's ta- her dog. Brittany and I, br- yeah, he's made some appearances on the ones Brittany and I have done. Oh, like, really? Yeah, I, I'm like he'll come up and I'll, there'll be a weird pause or you'll hear him like. I think at one point he hit something. I don't know, but anyway. Um, we, I think we were talking about it. Uh, we had talked about it briefly. Like I had asked her like, Hey, if I, I actually did something, like, would you like help me with it or mm-hmm. like be in it or anything? Mm-hmm. So like, I think like in this case, like, did she do, say yes? I don't remember. Oh, okay. There was no firm commitments to anything, but it's just one of those things mm, that where sounds about right. <laughs> if you're, if you're gonna, if you're gonna make, if you're, if I w- were to make something, it's one of those things where, 
you need support it's if ever you want to go anywhere with it Mm -hmm. you obviously it comes down to you taking it seriously you taking it as far as you want to take it right but like you know when we're again back to like you know Brittany and i work our jobs 40 hours a week Mm -hmm. um like if that can't that always has to stay there so then you're working around that yep and if like you know where you're spending money on bills we want to buy a house yeah like all this other stuff it does make it hard to you know not to make those sacrifices for sure but like also funnel resources towards something that like may not pan out most likely will not pan out that's the problem right there is the most likely will not pan out thing you have to be ready for it to not work out yeah and that's the part that's hard because it's like that's where the grind talk about the grind happens right because you have to grind through all those times where it doesn't work out in the hopes that maybe it does yeah i think also you said like you have to take it seriously but also i think the people around you need to respect that yeah and encourage like the people around you need to also take it seriously right right because i mean i've kind of experienced that with even you know i have a goal of one day hoping to live in like the dc area not permanently but i would just like to do that at some point Mm -hmm. and when i first kind of mentioned that to like you guys everyone was like oh yeah that's cool like everyone was siblings wise was pretty supportive my parents were kind of like oh yeah and then when i said like i was applying for jobs there they were like oh wait really like it was it was like i it was not taken seriously Mm -hmm. and it's like no, that's a legitimate goal that I have. Like what? (laughs) Right. Um, And just, and again, just to, you know, beat a dead horse. It's like, it's, it's all about grind. It's all about the grind. Like you can, like something like that is definitely attainable. It's just when you want, whatever part of your life you want to do it in is going to determine what kind of, what the grind is like. Right. 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 Me and my dad used to have this catchphrase um, when I worked at a factory I don't think I've mentioned that on the podcast, but I worked at a factory, you know that, right? Mm-hmm. For four summers. And um, I made holiday decor for 10 hours a day, and I would stand all day at from 5.30 a.m. to 4 p.m. with a lunch break. And I was... It was so depressing to get up, you know, when it was dark out and then Mm -hmm. my legs would hurt really bad and I would go to bed at like 7 p.m. to wake up to work and I had no social life on those like four days. And my dad would always say to me, the grind never stops, grind never stops because I was working hard to, you know, basically to pay to go to school Mm -hmm. was the purpose of the grind. And while you're in the grind, it's like... Oh my God, like for the summer job, it was like, okay, I'm working till the end of the summer. There was always an end point. Mm -hmm. And now when you're like full time job life, basically, (laughs) the goal that you look at in the future is the starting line to the next part. You're not looking at a finish. You're looking at, okay, I need to get to this point, which is is going to extend so I can go towards this thing. Right. But there was never, I'm realizing looking back, there was never an actual finish line. It was always what you're saying. It was always to start the next part. 
but I viewed it as like there's an end. There's once an I end. get there, it's gonna be ah, oh, I'm gonna be able to relax. Yeah, yeah no. and it never is. Yeah. It never is. Yep. So like I do have that now, even that you know I have goals that I'm still working towards, but um, they feel a lot farther away, mm-hmm. and it yeah. I'll tell you what, if we uh, if we win Powerball tonight, I'll I'll. <laughs> I'll pay your rent in D.C. and you can figure it out. <laughs> we'll spring for D.C. Right. Okay, I feel like we did a good job on this one. Mm-hmm. I, was... I I really... Oh, I have one gripe. Yeah, go ahead. His contacts, his color contacts in his eyes bug the shit out of me. Who, who's? You could really see him in up-close shots. The Sam. Sam. Oh. Like, I'm 99.9% sure he had, like, lighter... <laughs> I think his eyes are darker than than what... They were because there's one scene really up close where he's like in the uh, projector, like in the light of the projector and it's like zoomed in on his face. Yeah. And you can see the contacts. You can like see the edge of the contacts. He wears green contact lenses, it says. Yeah, because he's got dark brown eyes. Oh, my gosh. I didn't notice that. That's the only thing that bugged me. Fair. Fair and critique. It's it's. It's, it's it's a dumb gripe, but that's just the, that was the that was the <laughs> most noticed, you to add. that was the most noticeable like take me out of it thing at all. Everything else was perfect. Yeah, but that that just, just ever so slightly just took <laughs> me out of it. Do better movie contact lenses, Spielberg. <laughs> yeah, just let him have brown eyes and get over it. Yeah, it doesn't really. I didn't even notice his eye color, so that just shows you that it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Okay, let's. Um, to wrap up before we go into our segments, I would say overall, I never felt bored in the movie, which is always a solid thumbs up on our <laughs> podcast because it was long as fuck. Mm-hmm. It was good. It was well done. I would watch more Steven Spielberg. I haven't seen E.T., so that's maybe a good one to put on the wheel for me. But um, yeah. yeah, we could we could almost we could almost like I know we've we've very we've talked a lot about doing special episodes, but I haven't actually done one yet. It would almost be a decent idea to have like a Spielberg episode where we watch a couple, a couple of the other movies. But it, like, that's a good idea. It's just we have trouble remembering what happens in one. Well, I mean, we wouldn't have to <laughs> speak super specifically to each movie. Okay, we wouldn't have to go through like the entire like you know we, this movie we covered mostly everything. Like, I don't think. I don't think we would make it about the movie, uh, the specific movies. Mm-hmm. We would pick points in those movies that spark up things okay. in our minds, okay. right? And just kind of talk about them in general. Because I think for sure there's there's a few there that there's a hand quite a handful of them that you haven't seen that you should. Okay. I mean that's a stupid way of putting it. Should is not the right way to say it. That okay. I think you would enjoy. <laughs> okay. Okay. Because, you know, yeah, that's a dumb, that's a dumb way to look at stuff is you should, like, you haven't seen this. Well, I can't believe you haven't seen it. You should have seen this by now. <laughs> Movie shaming? Yeah, yeah, that's... <laughs> Yeah, fuck that. Um, okay. Favorite, do you want to do spinoff or kill off first? Let's do that first. Yeah. Um, so, I'm going to, I'm, I say it every effing time when we've had... You don't think there should be a spinoff? When we've had movies based on real people, the whole spinoff kill-off thing is kind of like... I, I think I think spinoff would be cool for the sister if she's a writer and producer. Yeah. That would be cool to see. I think... I think another... I think another 
cool movie that would be fun to see is um is like a dramatic obviously version of the making of like jaws or something like his mm. first his first hit he had a movie just before jaws i saw and that then he, did a bunch of, he did a bunch of tv stuff too yeah but i think just i think there's some stories behind that behind the making of that movie that it were just kind of nutty nutty i think it would be cool it'd be cool to that's that's fair that's fair okay yeah. um who are we killing off um, I don't think they wasted any time. I feel like there weren't any parts that felt unnecessary. I, I would say like one of the sisters, but that wouldn't sisters, make sense yeah, yeah. if, cause he had that amount of sisters in real life. <laughs> right. So that wouldn't make sense, but they were just kind of there. Yeah. I just, yeah. I think of it more as when, with the whole kill off thing, I think it more of it, um, think of it more as like bits to cut in a, in, in an instance like this. Yeah. But also, if you were... Okay, let's do it differently for this one. And mm-hmm. if you could kill off one character that you didn't like. Like, just... Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, don't think about like it as, it like, was, ruining yeah, yeah. the movie. If it, if it wasn't a real story. Right. And we we're just talking. To, to, yeah. Like, who do you think was the most unlikable character? Would you kill off one of the jocks? Would you kill off Benny or the mom? I would have... I don't know. <laughs> I was gonna say I would kill off the like first little girlfriend, the the girlfriend fling thing. Okay, but I don't know. Like one thing we didn't talk about was the was the uh, um great uncle. Oh, Boris. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I didn't really care, honestly. That's why I didn't bring it up. Well, I mean, I think that's that part's important, though. No, it is. I just didn't care to talk about it, but yeah. you can if you want to. <laughs> so you would him or uh, I liked I liked that part because okay. I mean I feel like it was one of those things where it was his first kind of snap back to reality about the whole thing. It's like it's either this or that. It's like right. you're not going to really be able to do both. Yeah. You know, I'm not sure. That's a tough one for me. Because like I said, I feel like it's pretty tight. It's a pretty tight two hours and like 40 minutes or whatever it is. Yeah. But again, coming from a different angle. And I'm just saying who you think is the least likable. I would say I'd... hmm. Just in terms of straight up least likable, definitely the dickhead, like twerpy... Yeah. Like bully. Yeah. But in terms of just kind of annoying and not serving not serving large enough of a purpose to outweigh the annoying would maybe be the girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. The part the part where they're at prom and she's like, You can't just dump this on me on pro- at prom. Uh-huh. Like I was like she was so like um she was so calm and then all of a sudden she would just like have a burst of energy and like explode mm-hmm. and it was like oh my <laughs> yeah yeah i i i agree um yeah, i would go. maybe argue that the mom is more unlikable but that's just <laughs> yeah but I, she is way too important her Again, part was too not important. killing her off in the movie just yeah, saying she's the least unlike yeah, at yeah. least likable 
Yeah. But yes, she I does see make your point. it. She does make it difficult. Okay. Quotes. Yeah. My anything that uh, John Ford said when he went into the office at the end, like yeah. if the horizons. It was if the horizons at the top. It's good. If the horizons at the bottom it's good if it's in the middle it's shit yeah basically yeah i was gonna say that get the fuck out (laughs) yeah get the fuck out of my office um there was a line that uh mitzi said where she's like guilt is a wasted emotion and that just feels relatable because i have a really extreme problematic guilt complex where i feel guilty about everything i would say her angle you saying that is a little different. <laughs> yes. Her angle is not relatable. Her angle is a, is a means to deflect and make herself feel better about herself. Yes. <laughs> but like in a different context, yeah, yeah. it's relatable. Yeah. So yes, you are correct. I was going to say that. <laughs> um, and there was also something about like uh, movies are like dreams you can't, you never forget or something. Something like that, that I thought was inspirational um on the favorite quotes page it says everything happens for a reason okay that's not original (laughs) quote page um there was there was one line that the little like the littlest sister said at one point that was really funny and now i can't remember what it was um so i'm sad that i even brought it up because it's not yeah. You're not going to be able to find him. Yeah. But it was it was really funny at the time. So there was like a little bit of comedy, which I liked. Uh-huh. Okay. We spinning a wheel? Yeah, let's do it. All right. Um, we don't have... We're not adding anything this week because we added them last week or two last weeks ago. Last time, yeah. Two weeks ago. So but. recap. I have on... Wonder Woman, Fight Club, Everything Everywhere All at Once, Brave, and Oppenheimer. Did I say Once Upon a Time in Hollywood already? Nope. Okay, that one's on there too. Um, Colton has The Fast and the Furious, Good Time, Twice, Leon the Professional, Babylon. Mm-hmm. I don't remember I spun that one on, but okay. Uh, that's it, I think. Yep, that was one of the ones I put on last week. Okay. That and Fast and Furious. All right. Do the honors, my friends. Oh, yeah, let's get this going. Okay. Oh, you want to grab that box from under there? Like the box with the markers? So we'll have to, uh... Do you want to spin or do you want to record? I can record. Cool. I would uh, just get it in, excuse me, get it in frame. All right, you good? Ooh, weak spin. Very, oh, we doubled back. (laughs) It looked like it was going to land on Leon, but we ended up landing on Oppenheimer. That was a. Is Oppenheimer still in theaters? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. God, fuck yeah. Our first movie. Or podcast movie uh, in, the theater in movie. theaters, which is exciting because I had a thought today while I was watching. It is right here. Oh, thank you. I had a thought while watching the movie today um, that I just I like theaters because I focus better on the movie. Mm-hmm. Like I always was just like, oh, I go for the big screen and the popcorn. No, I go so that I won't be distracted by my phone. 
Yeah. Yeah, that's that's one of those things where sometimes I catch myself like, what what the hell am I doing? Yeah. I have to put yeah. It down. Versus in the theater, it's the social peer pressure not to look at the screen. Right. <laughs> but yeah, okay, so two weeks from this episode. Yep. Uh, Oppenheimer. We'll be back with Oppenheimer. You haven't seen it yet or you have? No, I have. Yep. Colton has. I have not. Very exciting. Yeah. Three hours. Brutal. But, uh... <laughs> oh, yeah. Anyway, uh, you can... Find us on Instagram at Twist Turns and One Liners, on mm-hmm. Twitter at TTOL Pod, on YouTube at Twist Turns and One Liners, and uh, you can also email us at Twist Turns One Liners at gmail.com. Yeah. We're looking for any kind of feedback. If you have movie suggestions, bit suggestions, anything, anything and any, uh, anything you can, you can think of, we're open to. All sorts of feedback. Also, if you could rate us on whatever podcast app you're listening on, whether it be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, whatever, um, that would be that would be great as well. Yeah. But uh, until next time. Yeah. We'll see you next time. Bye.